little horse. It's back. Yeah, wow. Well, I don't know what so, happened. That was so a McDonald's. Hey, but all I know is, is I am back. We are back. Yes. And we got some serious business to get to. Business. There's no foolishness going on right now. Oh, There's going to be zero? Be, that's there not, will be foolishness. A, no foolishness. No, I'm that's just saying that in general, okay. sometimes there's I'm like about so there will be <laughs> like five minutes of, Tom, you know, like tomfoolery. <laughs> that is true. Is that's there, right. Was there a person named Tom Fool? This is where we're not going. <laughs> sorry. sorry. That, it's just a thought that pops in my head. I think it's a Thanks good Thanks for downloading this episode of Backstage yeah. with the Simple Church Podcast. Thank we are you. jumping right in it with lead Ooh. pastor Justin Hagler. Ooh. He's back. You heard him. Not just the pastor, the lead pastor. The lead yeah. pastor. Because John Hagler, executive pastor, is mm. also back. Glad Yay. to have you guys back in town. Been around the world. Yes. Guys. That's right. Back. Yes. Israel... I almost Orange called Beach. you an Israelite. But <laughs> I don't think I'm one. Yeah. Just because no, you visited. Not. That's right. Scott, it's been a while. Glad yes. you're back. We're I'm glad, glad to, to be, be here. Back. And my name's Evan. We are glad Hi, you Evan. downloaded. Hi. Thanks for listening to this episode of Backstage with the Simple Church Podcast. And we are Jordan, by the way. Talking. Oh, hey. I'm That's always right. here. He is over there. Sometimes he talks, sometimes he doesn't. Thanks, but today, man. no tomfoolery right out the gate. No, We're told, no shutting it down. Hold We're up. talking business. Yeah, and let's talk business because you told me something when I sat down that was encouraging that... These podcasts talking about the boardwalk and the potential move and all that have been downloaded. Uh, the first one is over 600 times, our most downloaded wow. ever. And uh, together, they've been downloaded about 3,000 times, plus another 1,000 or so of people have gone back and listened to old episodes. They mm. found or discovered the podcast for the first time. See, there so, you go. the most popular thing in this podcast history. Welcome. Right, it finally passed Pops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Episode was one. Well, we're praying for you, Pops. That's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. Thanks for all the support and prayers finally on top him. Pops. Yeah. Orange Beach as well. You've been all over the world, oh. but we're back. We had a great meeting this past week. If you're listening to this when it comes out. meeting? We kidding, did. Kidding. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> we did, Scott. Kind of make you laugh a little bit. You were right. there. Yes, I was. Okay. I was actually there. Physically. You, you were telling us when we walked in, Scott, you have a question. I mean, I, you want to make sure that we clarify. Yeah, this. clarify. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Hit pledging. Me. Yes. Because I know how to pledge allegiance. <laughs> good. That's but, good. I mean, it, it's a little it's uh, a little confusing on like the pledging of the giving because do you give a certain amount of time? How much do you give? Is it good like, questions? Like, am I writing down my personal information on the pledge card, and then you just take the money? Like <laughs> all those. That's gr- all. G- See, this is why you have a podcast. That's right. You have more yes. time. I wish I could have covered more of that. Uh, you can go. There's a link in this. Whatever. How y'all do this? Show notes. <laughs> Show notes. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't even know. However you do this. <laughs> on well, the interwebs. Can, you can go look at. The, you ever listen to any podcast? Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> the, the but I, how many times do you go? To the show notes. Occasionally. I go a lot. Yeah, I'm not as good resources there. there but is. this one really is good because it has the <laughs> hour long talk on Sunday night about mm. everything, the details oh, of the cool. boardwalk. The message from Sunday morning, and, and all yep. the past podcasts if you missed them. And that's rich and the with content. That's right. If Ooh, you're trying to figure it out, I can tell you. It's all in one place. I like that. Rich with content. So, John, explain then yes, because please. we have been in multiple building uh campaigns and previous church experiences. Well, yeah. yeah, between right. the two of you, what, $40 million for the Ooh, project? It's a little high. Probably $30 million. Well, I have Texas, too. Oh, yeah, you probably have $40 million. Yeah. That's a lot. But the reason I say this is we're trying to do it a little bit differently. Uh, we're not spending the money to hire a company. Right. We're trying to be a little bit wiser in the resources that we do have because typically you have to spend a lot of money to try to raise a lot of money. We're doing that different right off the bat. We're, yeah. we're really just going... We're keeping it absolute, honest, straightforward, cut to the chase, using technology from podcast to, oh, yeah. you know, um, YouTube. The yeah, sermons, so what YouTube, he's talking whatever. about is typically you would hire a consulting firm uh, to manage your campaign. And uh, we think we have enough experience 
from the previous ones that we know pretty much what they would guide you to do. And so, it's a lot of money, honestly. So odd. Yeah. That you would hire a consulting. Well, company. they do that because honestly, most churches really don't have the experience to know how to get the money. Right. Oh, yeah, I guess so sense. it's just like a coach would be the best way to describe it. They coach you through the process of you know, how to go about the process. So fortunately, we have the experience, so we don't really have to do that. And we're doing a, a couple other things, too. One of the things they do is like usually you have a whole Sunday morning campaign and mm-hmm. you go through every message on Sunday morning for a month or longer. And the reason that we're not doing that, just mm-hmm. to go back in the history of launching the church, is we understand, too, that if you're listening to this podcast, you want this information. You care about it. It is in a place that you're going, I'm ready to take this step. It's not weird for me. The other side of it is is if you bring a guest in on Sunday morning and they sit down and they don't know that we're trying to move to the boardwalk, they don't care, their life's in a mess or they're trying to walk through something, what was always difficult in those other circumstances is that people weren't able to feel like they got their needs met or a message for them. It was more like directed to the church. And when those worlds mixed up, it kind of was weird. And we're trying to avoid the weird, but we're trying to give you all of these other avenues to answer all your questions, to be as clear as we can. And in with modern technology, that's much easier than it was 20 years ago. We didn't have all these resources. So we're still going to, I'm like, I'll even mention it Sunday and I'll have some, you know, as I'm preaching and talking about things, I'm trying to direct it to the person who's attending church, but I'm also directing you to the podcast. I'm directing you to the previous messages, to the Sunday night link. You can watch and see where we're very open about what we're doing. We're just trying to keep sacred that 30 minutes on Sunday morning in case you bring in a friend that's really struggling. It's not the whole time is talking about what we need you to do. So yeah, we need yeah. you to give and we need you to give. But on here, we're going to tell you we need you to give. <laughs> <laughs> and in 16 years, how many times have we taken an offering? Never. Yeah. Which it, shocks it, people. Yeah. yeah. And it, as someone who has visited many churches, it is awkward when you walk in and they're like, hey, we raised $1,000. We just need $10 million more. If y'all get <laughs> and you're just like, well, yeah, and your worst nightmare so like, is it's yeah. that's the Sunday your friend shows up the first yeah. that hasn't ever been to church, and you're like, oh, no, it's Giving Sunday. Yes. I'm and, sorry. And this is why we're going to go into the pledges, and we're going to do all this, but if you're still trying to wrap your head around why you don't get up and do that on a Sunday morning, I'm trying to make sure it's very clear. Yep. We just want you to, as an outsider or someone who's going through a hard time, unchurched, that we're not saying we need your money. Well, we, you got to give your money. You got to give your money. In our history, we have, if we've ever talked about money on a Sunday morning, it's because we were giving it away. The only exception will be in this, the pre-show, for example, we'll have a little fun with it this week because we'll update the meeting. We'll talk about the meeting. We're going to talk about some of the stuff that we're doing here now, but it won't be during the message. When I get on the message, I'm not going into, you need to do A, B, and C, and we need you to pledge and give. It's like, I'm going to do it in all these other venues, including we're having another meeting this coming Thursday night. We'll do some other meetings. I have a bunch of individual meetings to try to answer what you're getting on this podcast, but you're invited to listen and get all the information you can. But, John, all that being said, explain the pledge because it's not a pledge of allegiance or a pledge to the simple church. Yeah, I heard somebody in the office, maybe Robin, had the best analogy. Really, the word commitment could be replaced with pledge. Uh, It's a little more common word, but basically – what we're asking you to consider as we go into this you know, possible relocation of the church is to commit to giving an amount of money above your regular tithes and offerings for a period of time. So on the pledge card, <laughs> for lack of a better term, um, there's all kind of choices you get to make. 
like starting most basic, how much over the total amount of time that you want to give, do you want to give above your tithe? So let's take, for example, somebody wants to commit a thousand dollars to this project. Well, you could make that decision. I want to do that in a one-time gift and you can circle that or you can select that and you make a one-time thousand dollar gift and your pledge is over. You've done it. Or maybe you need to break that into payments. So I need to do that over a year. So you can take that $1,000 and divide it by 12. And, you know, once a month, whatever the mathematics comes up for that. <laughs> we need to calculate. I thought it's magnet high school. We're really yes. leaning on you. Well, and I was I was in my head going 12. Well, I should have done $1,200 divided by 12. $83.33 a month. That's hard to come up with off the top of your head. Well, 83.33. I'm going to keep yeah. the calculator open. Yeah, yeah I Thank appreciate you. that. But, but the idea behind it is, like, most people don't have large quantities of money to put your hands on. Including the pastor. <laughs> right. I made a pledge. I made a commitment over the next three years because I also don't. So I get it. Right. And then the question came up about why three years? Like we've had people say, why did you pick three years? Honestly, just past experience. Uh, as we've mentioned, we've been through several campaigns with different firms, not just one firm. And for some reason, they have discovered that most people like about a three-year period of time if they want to do a more substantial gift. Okay, so take that same $1,000 gift over one year. What if that became $3,000 over three years? And they're yeah. basically saying that over the three-year period of time, I'm going to try to give 3000 additional dollars. And it can be done monthly. It can be done once a year. You're not locked in to having to do it a certain way for the whole three years. You're just saying that, in principle, we as a family have decided that for the next three years, we're going to come up with $3,000 more to help make this happen. And the whole reasoning behind that is without that money, it doesn't happen. Correct. So some people are like, well, why are we really doing all this? Because the current giving that people you know, do on a regular basis sustains and you know, enables us to do the ministry, to meet the needs, to pay the bills, the basics. Yep. And this is an above and beyond project. So we're asking for a pledge or a commitment. And it's really because you're, you're you're just making a, hey, man, I'm going to do my best. I'm pledging my loyalty, my commitment to this project over the next three years in whatever increment you think you can do. Now, we've asked for sacrifice because it is a sacrifice. If you're already faithfully giving, we could go back to that in a minute. If you're not regularly giving already, obviously we need that. I mean, we, we don't have a large number of regular givers, and we're thankful for what we've had over 16 years. But if you've never given even $5 a week, like you're getting a donut and a drink, hook a brother up. You know what I'm saying? Now, we don't, we don't put the coffee can out there, and I made that right. decision 16 years ago. I think all that's weird. If you're a guest, you don't come to my house and I put a coffee can on and say, now you got a Coke and you got a donut and I drop something in the coffee can. So we're not doing that. And we're not going to start nickel and diamond and all that. So don't start right. telling me how all the creative ways you can guilt people into giving money. That's not really what we're looking for. We're really looking for is if we've helped you, if it's been beneficial to you, if you believe in what we're doing and you see the feeding of the kids and all these other things that we've done, Help us. If you like the fact that you're able to have church, that you watch it online, that you're able to have these pot, all of this costs a little bit of money. So from the equipment that's being used to the office that's being you know, rented to the personnel that's running those things, all that stuff adds up to a basic cost. But when you're trying to build a building on top of that or relocate like we are with an, an awesome opportunity, 
you know, like I said, 47,000 square feet plus uh, outdoor stuff, you know, when you're going, man, I'd love to be able to have seven days a week. Yeah. Seven days a week. You're going, Hey, it's going to cost us a little bit more money. And we're asking for people to figure out, Hey, I can do an extra $25 a week. I can do an extra hundred dollars a week at a guy today, for example, called me on the way in. He said, listen, I mow yards for a living. How I'm going to do this. I talked to my business partner. We both agreed. We're going to do one of our yards a month. will go to the building campaign. And I was like, man, that is awesome. And he goes, what's well, it's only $500 a month. I'm like, you don't understand. That's a huge amount of money for us. Like when you say, I'm giving you an extra $500 a month to go to this, those amounts of money, some $50 to $10 to $5 to $5,000 all add up into the potential and possibility of meeting the need and not being stressed out and worried about all that. And we can continue to do what we've been good at. We love solving problems, but this is our problem. Right. And we're going, we need you to help solve our problem so that we can get it out of the way and then work at really being able to continue to do what we're good at, which is loving on this community, solving problems in this community. And it takes, this is it. This is our opportunity. Yeah. So, John, I think let's go back for a minute because as we talk about pledges, I think people get confused about tithing too. Because mm-hmm. the thing a couple people said was, well, I give something I normally give during the month. I'm just going to switch that over to the building campaign. Yeah. Explain what tithing is if somebody is not given regularly because they might have heard that word. Maybe they didn't grow up in church and why that's different than what we're asking with the pledge. That's a great question. Yeah. So, tithing, you know, if you, if you look at the biblical principle, it was a tenth part of whatever they produced back in that day. If they were a shepherd or they made a good or whatever. Grain. Grain, whatever they would take. (laughs) Yeah, they would take the first tenth of whatever their capabilities were, and they would give that to the local storehouse, which was another word for church. So that's how the church survived all those years. And the reason they did that is they met needs with that. So in other words, it all came in, and everybody kind of gave their little part. And then they were able to meet the needs beyond. That's what Simple Church really has done as well. When you're giving to us on a regular basis, whether that's feeding people, whether that's like when we did the police you know, training, we helped with that, or food boxes, or all of those things were coming. It's the same principle, but not everyone <laughs> faithfully tithed. We just took what they did, and we would ask you to do that and then redistribute it back out to meet the needs and help. Right, exactly. So right now, you know, going back to what was said earlier, about a thousand families, and they're called giving units, which is a funny term, but that's what the computer calls them. But it's it's a family. Yeah, because if you're a husband and a wife, you give together. You're right. one giving unit. Right, yeah. and it might be a single person is one giving right. unit. A family of five is a giving unit. So it doesn't discern the difference. It just says that address or that group of people. There's a thousand of you guys out there that make the church happen. And if you're wondering if there's a big excess amount of money sitting somewhere, <laughs> there's not. There's not there's because not. we spend 90% of what you contribute through your tithes and offerings. We spend 90% of it every year to make the church That's happen. That's the budget, right? That's, That's how the we budget. And the we try to keep that 10% back just for COVID yeah. <laughs> or things that happen that are out of the ordinary. And by the grace of God and through your giving, we were not really impacted by COVID. One reason why that happened is because we adjusted our expenses drastically yep. during that time. But your faithfulness made that a non-event for this church financially. And that's why we're here, too, is COVID also taught us that you have to still be able to communicate. And the reason, like, this relocation, moving to the boardwalk is important. We were in, in – we didn't have a home there for a little bit. We were being creative and moving to municipal auditorium and moving to convention right. center. 
And then that's the other reason. I talked briefly about it Sunday night, but to give you a little bit more on that, if you don't have a way to get the information out, you're really in trouble. And we want control of that. Now, after 16 years, COVID taught us one valuable lesson, if not many, but in when it comes to church was it is valuable to have a location that is secured and that we have control over. Not to say that we would have brought people in and put expose everybody. You know, it was like, oh, you. it was really, no, we wanted to be able to get the product out without having to be complicated and jump through all those hoops, which right. everybody knows that that was a weird, difficult time. But it is another reason we are here is because people were faithful. And then we were like, man, it'd be really good probably to go ahead and figure this out for the next 20 years. We yeah. don't know what's around the corner. Because there were churches that closed in COVID. I mean, yes. they didn't oh, make yeah. it. There weren't yeah. people oh, showing up to give it. Yeah. yeah and I few. just think a cool God thing is Scott started this podcast right before COVID started. Yep. That was another avenue to communicate yep. that we didn't have, wasn't really on the radar. And then the app, we launched it December 2019. There was a waiting list of a thousand plus churches that went to do it. And those things we think have gotten better over these last couple of years where I think about y'all trying to do this campaign in 2000, oh, you yeah. couldn't oh, yeah. go do it. You had yeah. to have in-person meetings. You didn't right. have the internet. I'm trying to use all this technology for good. We've been playing with AI stuff in the office and yeah. learning different stuff. Right. Yeah. We want to keep innovating and doing it because we do want to help meet problems, do meet needs. And this is a way that we can do that going yeah. forward. Yeah, and I'm super else. proud of our team because they navigated through that chaos. Yeah, FX boxes. Oh, I mean, ev oh, yeah. every everybody just did a phenomenal job. And well, but thanks, without John. the givers, none of that's possible. That's right. Exactly. So, right. so, yeah. so those thousand families. This is what's so interesting is it, Justin even said it Sunday. It's obvious that we have less attenders than we did before COVID. And that's universally true in with most churches around the world. Absolutely. It has changed mm -hmm. it for everybody. But the cool part is that giving didn't change. Yes. And let me and let me add something on that just real fast. What we also found out through COVID is that you have a large online audience. As yes. I was shared Sunday night, we have people from Africa to Australia to hundred countries. I had a I had a guy to, uh, actually send me an email uh, from Tyler. He does not live here. He is committing to the building program and lives in Tyler, Texas. Well, all of that happened because COVID, we were pushing our stuff out online. We And everybody doesn't understand like why that's so important. But what we're hoping is, is that those online, like this young man from Tyler, would begin to give a little as well because it improves your product. It helps us to have the, like even in this new boardwalk, it's it's just a little bit more studio-esque. We, we can go back to video in the podcast without having to set it up and tear it down and maybe have some cool sets where you can see us while we're doing it. That's a value for some people that you actually have more content online, whether that's YouTube or whatever. Well, we were want to engage with that audience. So not only, you know, you have your thousand that may attend that are in the service, but we want to, increase the number of people who give and contribute, even if you never walk into the building. Another example is the Vaticutas family drove down <laughs> from Illinois, St. Louis specifically, to be here for the meeting, and they give, and they, they're never in the building. Right. But they watch every week. They and watch they were every the originals week. asking for it in like 2016, I think. They yeah. said, hey, can we stream this? Yes. And it wasn't on our radar at all. We weren't trying to be a streaming church. Yep. We weren't trying to go and do online church, really. But we started adding a Facebook stream. Yep. And then since COVID, everybody realized, oh, this is a big deal. We've added more and more options, tried to make the product better. And being at the boardwalk would be another way to do that. But if you're an online person, like you said, this is your chance to buy in, to be a part. Yeah, yeah we want you to buy in. Which, I mean, help right. us. Which, isn't it? 
aren't there as many people watching us online as there are in the room? There's about 1,500 people that watch online is what we estimate based on what we know and the logistics of all that that watch. So it's almost 50-50. Yeah. And there's people that come once a month in person and watch three weeks, two yep. weeks, whatever it is. Right. And they rotate and they comment and let us know. Aurelia is the video you showed Sunday morning from Ghana. Watched for a year before she made us made it known. She commented and I got to talk with her. <laughs> and she's a college student in Ghana, Africa, works at an airport and found it through Facebook. Never met anybody, doesn't know anybody. Where weren't missionaries over there? And it is her church. She says she watches every week and wants wow. to be a part. It speaks better English than Justin. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, I still don't understand why. I guess maybe it's fascinating. And they're like, I must listen to this <laughs> accent, you know. But sure. I go back to this is why your giving matters. Yes. None of this is possible. There is no way you're hearing what you're hearing now. You're seeing what you're seeing. You go on these trips. You change lives. You influence the world for good. In Christ, obviously, it's impossible. I right. mean, if you don't no. give, even if in in everybody also. Because it's it's Freeport Bozier, we're not a you know a huge metropolis metropolis that's making a lot of money. Like, <laughs> but every dollar counts. That's where everybody underestimates. That's why I try to make it clear Sunday night. I mean, the widow Jesus is talking about puts in two pennies, and he's like, that lady just gave more than everybody who made made a large contribution combined. And the disciples are like. No, hey, Jesus, a math lesson. That don't work out that <laughs> right. way. And he's like, you don't understand. Right. Because it's that heart. And when you're going, that's why when a guy's going, I'm going to give a yard or, hey, this Kinsley giving eggs, you know, selling yeah. eggs. And she said, High I got schooler. $75, you know. She's 11. So awesome. You know, right. she's 11 years old. She's like, I got $75, Justin. I'm, God honors that. So just do something. And right. Because and in that pledge, our commitment, whatever word you like to use, it's saying, hey, I'm going to do my best to give a little bit above what I normally give. And if you've never given, start giving. Give a little to the budget and then give a little to the building program. Maybe split it because yeah. both of those things are important. And there's yeah. a way to explain that on the website or Yeah, app. so back to Evan's question. So, like, you know, what's the problem with switching your regular tither offering to the building you're not really solving any problem by doing that. You're actually creating a problem because we operate on every dime that you've been giving us. It's the only way to say that. Yeah. So so as you're listening to this, you know, please don't do that. <laughs> Just stay faithful to your tithing and giving. And if you can't give to the building campaign, that's okay. But we think most people can. I mean, in, in today's world, let's face it, we all can sacrifice something. Yeah. Whether it's a meal a week or Starbucks or whatever we need to let go of for a little while, we can do it. I was just going to say, and when you go, you operate on it, some people are like, now, what do you mean? So let's back that back up a little bit or take a little bit wider view. Even when we move to the boardwalk, notice I said when we move to the boardwalk, John. <laughs> the reason you can't take away from your regular giving is the expenses are still there. We have like we pay, we rent the convention center, we buy the donuts, we buy the drinks. You know what I'm saying? We we rent some equipment to make it happen. We buy equipment, pay staff. We pay the staff. We get paid. Yeah, okay. all of <laughs> and, and I, I only say even like staff is if it's the last thing, it is logistically impossible to do church without having expenses to make all that happen. And most people, common sense, go okay, I get it, right. Well, if you take that away, you can't keep doing church. If you, if you go, oh, we're going to build one day. Well, it's going to take us a year, if not more, 
but we're going to try to go as quick as we can. But if you pull your money out of your operational or your regular giving and you put it in a building and then we're in a bind and you're trying to, how are we going to survive to get this done? Including your giving helped us repair some things at the commission center. Correct. To be honest, like when some mm-hmm. things were broken and they didn't have the money, we did that out of our budget. Right. Why? So that we could have bathrooms that function or well, you can't so, just well. Let's, and yeah. let's clarify why paper that towels had, or whatever. Why that had to happen was it was during COVID. Yep, and they lost all of their customers. Yeah, every single customer other than us was not in the building because they're public events yep. for months. So as a gift back to them and for our benefit, we did invest some money into repairing some features in that building, and it was a win-win. Yeah, because when our people came back, it was more you know, a better functioning building. So and everywhere we've gone, we've tried to intentionally make it better. We yeah. partnered we, with the business that we leave it with. better than you found. Yeah, That's when right. we moved in the boardwalk and it's a good thing, 16 years ago, we were power washing. We were putting the Christmas decoration up. We were visiting the all the stores. <laughs> yeah. We put electrical in the theaters. We up, upgrade a lot of things that were going on. Well, now here we are. And when you're thinking about, should you make the commitment? Can you make a sacrifice? I promise you, when I look back over what's been done in the last 16 years, as I've stated, God's blessed us way more than we would have ever thought or imagined. And I believe the future is no different. And I also believe because we're now not at 200 people, you're at 1,600 or really 3,000 plus, what would happen if 3,000 plus people sacrificed a little? It's a lot different than 200 people because God blessed the 200 people and got us to where as we were talking before we got on here, I mean, you've seen the most people in a church service ever in the history of Shreveport Bossier in our history. I mean, there's 12,000 people in an Easter service. And I can tell you, I don't know anybody could do it to this day. We may not be able to do it again after COVID the way it was, but those were historic moments. You've baptized 500 people in a day. I don't know anybody ever did that in this area. Right? There may have been, but I'm telling you, God blessed us. You, you look at the cancer treatments that we've helped, the nurses that we've loved on, the police, the fire, you go look to teachers, you go look to people in poverty, the public school system with kids getting shoes. All of those things happened because those original people sacrificed in the beginning and then God blessed that and it continued to have a lasting impact. We are at the same position again here 16 years later, but to do something we never really thought we would do, and that is have a location centrally located, very affordable, with plenty of parking that you don't have to pay for. You don't have to build the exterior building. You don't have to put all that money into landscaping and all those things that sometimes take up. We're still trying to do the same things while well, be responsible with the money you've been given. One quick note on that. Uh, a good friend of ours, Cameron uh, Theodos, he's uh, in a church down in Florida, and he texted me last night. And he goes, hey, this is Cam. I just wanted to to tell you, I looked at the info on the boardwalk. It looks awesome, and I'm praying for you guys. He's a worship leader. He led with us on a worship night, helped us in a bunch of different areas. But he said, hey, if you need any extra fundraising fuel, let me give it to you. My church is currently building a 10,000-square-foot building that will have some community space. It'll have a cafe, a student center, five classrooms. Guess our cost? Hmm. $4 million. <laughs> wow. He goes, so you're getting a lot more bang for your buck. Congratulations <laughs> on what you're doing. That's real time right. right now. Not shocking. When people are going like, well, why would you? What do you're getting 47,000 square feet. Right. And covered parking garage. And covered parking <laughs> garage. And an outdoor Children's cafe building. area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it makes perfect sense. So 
if you can sacrifice, it, it really is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity we just don't want to miss. And, and I don't believe we will. Spread the word. Keep asking questions. We've got all the way up till this Sunday, and we were going to announce on Mother's Day whether we made it or not. But I've just got to believe we're going to do it. Somehow, some way, we're going to get there. I can't. Was, what, what? I like the anger of it. Yeah. Well, that's just more like a, you know. Because you're talking about the amount of people. So I just looked it up. We have 30,000 people records of somebody that has ever filled out something for Simple Church. In, in 16 years. years. So 10% of Shreveport-Bossier area has at one point. That's not even... <laughs> If you came, that's just if we got a communication yep. card, if we got information from you. Yeah, so that means that they, people. more people have come because they don't all fill out communication right. cards. Right. That's Probably just only, the ones that yeah, were like, hey, I got a small 10% percentage. 10% of that right. at best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. And so there's been a lot of people who walk through the doors, a thousand giving units, families that give. And John, just to wrap up on tithing, we'll put a mm-hmm. link in the show notes. If you have never tithed, if you've never taken that step, I know we talk about like the Dave Ramsey class that we yeah. do. A lot of people want to be generous. They wish they could give. They're trying to get their affairs their stuff in order to be able to do that right but tithing is the one part of it just to put an end on that I don't yeah know yeah you're so passionate. going back like dave ramsey or any kind of stewardship type you know lessons or what have you the truth of the matter is for most of us without some intentionality 10 percent of your budget's a pretty healthy chunk and you know i had a good friend of mine ironically that was an accountant years ago came to me very depressed because he went to his church one weekend and they had the giving lesson on a sunday morning and he walked out and he was like, I'm totally discouraged. He said, because there's no way I can ever give 10% of what I make. Hmm. There's, I, we just live on every bit of it. I just told the guy, I said, well, just start somewhere. You know, just start with a dollar amount or a percentage or whatever. And that lunch was over. I didn't think much about it. A year later, we get back together. He says, man, he says, uh, <laughs> this is going to blow your mind. He said, but I went back to my wife. We talked about it. And we started giving like, you know, a small amount. Then a little bit more, a little bit more. He said, here we are a year later, and my business has blown up, and I'm able to give more than 10% to my church. Hmm. But I started with like a very small amount. Yeah, not just say that. It's, it's exactly right. When you go in the New Testament, and this is why everybody, uh, Old Testament is tithe. There's, I'm going to clarify. But when people say that, Jesus said, yes, you should tithe in the New Testament. So the principle is an Old Testament principle. Right. But like, and if you go, well, what's that reference, Pastor? I went ahead and pulled this up for you. Make sure <laughs> Get you your teeter zone. It's Matthew, Matthew 23, 23. And he was talking to Matthew 20, 23, 23. He was talking to the religious Pharisees. And they were saying, and his here was his point, though. They were bragging that they were tithing. Right. Because they were religious. Well, we give. And he was like, hey, congratulations. That's the least of what you should do. Exactly. Don't forget to do the more important things, which was love on people. Right. And that's what I was it's talking about this problems. past week is like, yeah, it's like it's the you're ignoring the obvious and trying to handle the, the idiot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like, man, you got all these other needs in front of you. Well, I just go back to it. Jesus understood it, but he was really looking at the heart of the issue. That's why he looked at that widow and was like, she gave two pennies. That wasn't her tithe. That was everything she had. Right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a 10 percent. It was everything. That's why the New Testament was more like not focused on percentages. It was more focused on, hey. We need to be doing the important things, and you cannot forget that God has blessed us with your ability to work, your ability to breathe, everything you have. Come up with a percentage to start honoring him and going, hey, God, thank you for my life. Thank you for what you've done for me, and this is a starting point, and I can't outgive you. I promise you that statement is still true. Just test him on it. Right. God don't say test me on a whole lot of things, but he's like, test me on giving. Let's see what happens, you know? Right. 
Yeah. Any little bit. That's the thing. People get hung up on 10%. It could be 1%, just anything. Right. Yes. $5 a week. And then I, I can tell you this, though. If you start small, it's it's kind of addictive because you'll see so much blessing in your life and so much change that before you know it, that number increases. And the thing that I don't want to leave out of this is the joy that you get of knowing that you're part of a solution hmm. to a bigger problem. So I know we're going to get into this in a minute, but we keep talking about this thousand given units or the 3,000 people that attend the church or the 30,000 people that have filled something out. If we all pull this rope together, the burden is lighter. And we're going to crunch some numbers here real quick that are going to prove that. And you guys have come up with some different formulations of how this could be solved by all of us. Yeah, because immediately after the meeting Sunday night, the it's in the show notes here. You go to the link. If you did not see Sunday night, I explain an hour-long message on why we're doing it, what are we doing, the importance and all you that. You can see it for the You can first see time, the, the buildings. You can see the drawings, all this kind of stuff. But a person came up after and they're like, so we need $4 million. I was like, well, that's what we estimate. We don't know that's exactly the number we're trying to. But that if we get $4 million, I promise you, we're going to be in great shape. Maybe a little bit less than that, maybe a little bit more than that, but we'll make it if we get there. And he goes, well, that's just, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know why you just don't just say, well, let's do a thousand people, give $4,000 and call it a day. And I was like, because we don't, we don't have people giving $10, man. <laughs> but the truth where he's not wrong right. is if over the next year that some people could say, Hey, I could probably come up with that to make it happen. But the realistic part of it is. Another guy walks up afterwards and goes, hey, man, do you realize that if – what's our average attendance, Justin? I said, man, I think this Sunday was 1,600 people. I don't know. But, I mean, it can go up to 2,000, go down to 1,000. It just depends on mm -hmm. the weekend, what's going on. But there's 3,000 who watch online. He goes, well, all right, let's just go with the 1,600 that were there this weekend. I said, all right. If they gave $50 a week for just one year, do you know that's $4 million? And I went to Southwood. I had to break out the calculator. <laughs> like, is this guy legit? Do the math. And it is true. If 1,600 people just gave $50 a week, that adds up. In just 52 weeks, it adds up to $4.1 million, 4 million, actually. Right. And I'm sitting here thinking, I know some people, I don't have $50 extra week. But no, some people are going to be able to give more than that. Right. Some people give less than that. But if we can average it out and begin to say, I'm going to start giving something on a weekly basis, I think God will bless it in your life. I know he has blessed it in my life. He will bless it in the church. And we're going to look back and go, this was an instrumental time, and it was a big move, and it happened because all of us got involved. We weren't just watching our takers. All of us decided to get involved and give a little bit. Yep. Well Absolutely. Said. That is right. And so even if you gave $25 a week, so if it's $100 a month, if you could come up with an extra $100 a month eating out twice, that would be $1.9 million if everybody that came just gave $100 a month. You're halfway there already. So wherever you're at, wherever that falls on that sliding scale, it's, I think, a cool thing, and God knew this, it's a percentage of what you have. He's right. not saying everybody to come to church to do this, you have to give X amount of money. It's to give a percentage of what you make to give back. And a cool story yesterday that somebody put on Facebook, there are a couple, Victoria and Brian, that uh, are both real estate agents. And she posted this thing. It's Give Back Tuesday, the day when we're recording this. And she was really moved by the service, wanted to just let Simple Church know what it meant to her. She said that Simple Church is the first church that we've belonged to that prioritizes good deeds over being preached at. Yes, we still have a service. And yes, the message ties in. But it's about the community and the world. 
The church has a culture of using all of the tithing. Oh, it just locked up for some reason. Here we go. Church <laughs> has a culture of using all the tithing towards goals of helping the community. And because of that, they haven't put money towards the future upgrades. The church meets at a convention center. It is not cooperating. I don't know what it's doing here. The <laughs> community center. And because of that, they haven't put money to upgrade. The church has goes where they meet the convention center and they use a contract and they only use it for eight hours a week. Of course, this requires great effort to set up teardown. They've been doing that for 16 years and want to go and find a place that they can meet. So we need a new home. They found one and we're going to go as a couple to donate a portion of our current salary and want to go and give 30% of any commission that they go and sell real estate that's referred by Simple Church and they put it on our Facebook page there. So that is somebody that's a business person that's looking just like the yard example that she has been moved by Simple Church. She wants to give back. They found and create a ways to do it. And we love this, just like the eggs, these examples of hearing these stories. So if you want to do something like that, if you are moved, share it. Let us know. It's encouraging to us to hear. And I think it encourages other people to be creative, to think of something different that maybe they hadn't thought of. Of I can give one yard a month or I can go sell eggs because that's what we have and yeah. do something for somebody else. That's cool. Yeah, and what's cool to me is, and I think, you know, John, our mom taught us early. Mm. You know, we were kind of joking about, you know, most people really struggle with giving to God. If you cut through the, this is across America. <laughs> this is a, and if you can ever get to the place where you go, okay, God, I know you love me. I know I can trust you, but I have to be obedient. What do you want me to do? And if you start just by saying, I'm going to start giving something. And over time, you will see that what he says in his word is absolutely true. You're not going to miss it somehow, some way there's story after story after story where God blesses you back in return for that. And mom used to tell us, it's like, well, how do I do it? You know, we were all me, we were young kids going, do we, you know, do we, you know, tithe on gross or on net? Cause we had no mo. I was working at Kroger and you're working at Eckerd's. Right. And she's like, son, which, what, what do you want? Depends on you. You want gross blessings or net blessings. And that sounded like a super spiritual <laughs> church nut, you know what I'm saying? But now being 53, mom's passed. You know, looking back at our life, both mm-hmm. of me and you both agree. It's like, no, it's been true. I mean, I can't think of, it didn't matter what stage of life I was in or what job I was in. Right. God's been faithful and we have met our needs and had beyond what we ever thought we would have. Uh, just by us going, all right, God, here we go. We're, we're, we're thankful. And, and then I look back at what's been accomplished, you know, I'm going, I wouldn't trade it for nothing, you know, and I, and that's why now when I'm trying to make my pledge because me and Andrew are discussing, I was like, you know, we joke and I kind of said it Sunday night and then I thought I better not throw under the bus because <laughs> I was kind of joking. But in our own home, when you're trying to get everybody to agree to, that's not always easy. Like, hey, what do you think? Or, But I told her, let's push more in than we think we can because he really has been faithful. Right. And really, what have we missed? What what are you and I? And she was, you're right. I mean, we still have a co- you know kid in co- college, one fixing to go into college. We get it. There's everybody's got expenses and everything else. So, but the goal is to be faithful, to do your best, and let God do the rest. You yeah. know. One more mom story. Mm. You just made me have a flashback, and then it involves both of us. But she was a great teacher, and uh, was always challenging us. And we were knuckleheads, and needed to be challenged. But Justin graduated in 1987 from Southwood High. <laughs> the year Evan was born. Just awesome. a mere baby. 
And uh, we decided to take a trip to celebrate his graduation. So it was Glendale Myers, me and Justin jumped in our Z28 Camaro and headed to Panama City, Florida. And before we left, I went to my mom and I said, hey, I'm struggling with something. I said, I don't know whether I should tithe or not before I leave or should I hang on to this cash that would be my tithe and give it when I get back. It would just be a nice little safety valve. She goes, oh, I, I would definitely give it. Be faithful. First fruits, put it in there. And I was like, yes, you know. So I did, you know, went to a little church. And we dropped it in the old offering, you know, plate or whatever. And we headed out that week for our trip. So we get down there. It's just a three-day trip real quick. And uh, the last day we get up and I'm the responsible one. I'm three years older than them. And it dawned on me that we'd spent all the money. And this was pre-credit card. This was, you know, there was no wiring money. I didn't understand even what that meant. I was clueless. So I'm kind of stressed. And uh, I didn't even tell them that, you know, this was a situation because I'm sure they would be nervous too. So it is the last day you're at the ocean. So, you know, what do you do? You go back to the beach. I mean, you're not going to miss out on that. So we go back out in the water and I'm, I've got this burden hanging over me. Like, how are we going to get back? And uh, I just looked up at the sky I know this sounds hokey. And I just said, help. It's the only thing I knew to do. You got to remember, we're kids, too. Yeah, I mean, really. I'm, I'm 19, and he's 16 or a 20 and 17, whatever the age breakout, breakout was. And uh, I know this sounds insane, but about that time, I look down in the water, and I see something floating. I don't recognize it. It's like a little thin-looking something, and I pick it up, and it's, it's money. And I unfurl it, and it's a $50 bill hmm. floating in the middle of the gulf. And uh, I was blown away because that's exactly what I tithed before I left. Hmm. Wow. So we took that 50 bucks. And the funny part about the story is we put gas in the car and we went to McDonald's. I see a McDonald's cup on the table right here. <laughs> and uh, the three of us, this is 1987, the three of us got something to eat and it came to $6.66. <laughs> and, I, and I told that cashier, no, ma'am, we're not buying no six sixty six. Give me I an need extra fry. Throw an extra fry yeah. in there. That's and awesome. uh, we got it and hit the road and got home. But but it was just a just a powerful reminder of what he just said that whenever you're praying about whatever you want to do, there's a natural nervousness about this. Like, can I really afford to do this? Can I really make this sacrifice? I'm telling you, if you do it with the right heart, he's going to take care of you. Yeah, and I go and I'm a we can, I don't know how much time we got. We can probably wrap up here shortly. A couple of things to add on what John said. You're the skeptic out there. I mean, because we are skeptics. We're the church for the skeptic. I can just tell you, it sounds like hogwash. <laughs> You're just like, I just, y'all are crazy. There, there's just no way. I can promise you, if you will try, not based on me, but based on who God really says he is, he loves us. He is a father that is better than any dad we could ever have on this planet. I try to be a good dad, but I'm just not that good. I mess up. I, I don't do it right. I say the wrong things. I can be short-tempered. or But our Heavenly Father has a deep, genuine love that is beyond what we can even wrap our head around. And because he loves us so much, he's like, trust me. Like, I'm telling you, you can trust me. We don't trust the government. We don't trust our friends. We don't trust our spouse. We don't trust our church. We, we don't trust the school doctors. God's going, you have to be able to trust me. And why I'm telling you I'm trustworthy, when you look back over all time, 
but then look back over your life. I'm telling you, when you really receive my love and you begin to walk in that trust, I'm praying it leads to a place where you go, man, I'll do what you're asking me to do. And when you follow him and you do what it is he's asking you to do, there are rewards and blessings that come in that really don't make sense. The biggest one for us, and then this is kind of like $50, that's a real time, We were. that's a true story. Another true story for us is we have been, me and John both, because we worked in churches, they didn't do a whole lot of retirement. <laughs> okay, There wasn't a lot of you know, people helping that way back then, and you didn't have all this. And me and Angie's always worried about all of those different things. But we've faithfully tithed our entire marriage. We've done it our whole life. So that's been a faithful part of you're going to give back at least 10%. And really, sponsoring kids goes into that, so it starts going over 10. And then special projects, it goes over. We need to do this for this trip, it goes over. So in every time that we've done that, God has found some way to bless us back. Some very generous person at one point came up to me and Ian we're at a FCA thing where we're giving money away. I'm like trying to help Terry and what they're trying to do. And this guy comes up and he says, Hey man, you ever been skiing before? <laughs> I'm like to Ian and my son's like, no, no, sir. We hadn't. He was like, I'm going to take you. I'm going to get you and your whole family to do it. I didn't ask for it. I didn't manipulate the situation. I wasn't trying to work the game. And this guy blessed our family with something that I would have never in my wildest dreams thought we could we could do. And I tell my kids this. I'm like, what did y'all do to deserve this? Nothing. Well, how did, God chose to bless us back with this. Uh, our house and retirement, all these different things. You're in a nice house now. You got the garage you've always wanted. You have cars that you want, trucks that you want. What have you missed out on by giving to God? Me, same way. I got a nice house. I have a nice car. All my kids have had. Now, we drive ghetto hoopties that John works on. He'll be working on a few. But they get around. I mean, we've all had our... We're not... Hun- Look at us. Are we skinny? We're eating. <laughs> we we eat. We What are we missing out on? And I go back to God has been faithful to us. And that's why I'm thankful for you in the Symbol Church. You have also been faithful. You have given in the Symbol Church to help us meet needs outside the walls of the church. And every time we've done that, God has turned around and blessed us back in return in ways we never saw come and never knew. One last story. We're going to Africa the first time. We did not have the money. And everybody's like, how are you going to go to Africa? I don't know. We're just going to go. It cost a lot of money. We didn't have any. We were a new church. This was 2009. We're just going to try to wing it. And a guy walks in the front door. So this is a whole $50 story, but times 1000 he walks in and he goes, hey, man, uh, you don't really know this, but I just put a cell tower on my land and God told me to bring y'all my tithe off of that. And we're like, okay, cool, man. I'm thinking, I don't know what that means. And he literally hands $50,000 check over Simple Church. That was, the at the time, the largest donation we had ever received. We didn't know it was coming, didn't know it was going to happen. And I go back and go, okay, God, we're going to keep pushing for making a difference, solving problems, and I know you're going to provide. And how he provides is not just sometimes miraculously water washing it up into your lap. (laughs) It is through people going, I know God's asking me to do this, and I need to be obedient. 
And that may be what's happening now. You're going, I know God needs to, and I need to be obedient. And then we'll tell stories later on of what God's done. You look back and go, here's celebrate. what happened. Yep. And you celebrate that, and you look at what you're able to accomplish. And this boardwalk move is a 20-year move. I'll be 73 if we can make it, <laughs> if I make it, if we can make it. Hmm. And then who knows beyond that? I really believe that there will be more to that. I don't think that'll be the end. I think God even has something of why we're going down this road. But what it does give us is a base for the next 20 years, and I believe beyond. And that's going to be critical for the generations behind us. I want my kids to know that and see that. I want your kids to know that. And if you don't put into that and invest in that, it doesn't happen. The generations prior to us, sacrificed and gave. I mean, I'm looking at so many great leaders before us. It is our turn as the generation to say, no, we're in to set up the generations coming behind us. And when we do, I think we'll look back uh, and really be able to celebrate what God has done like we do now, but I think at a whole nother level. That's cool. Absolutely. I think that's a great note to end on. So Sit, if let's do it. Listening to this and you hear it before this Sunday, we still want you to turn your pledge in to give the card. If you're listening to this in the distant future, you can still give. It's not too late. The links will still work. You can still go find ways to give and whatever's happened at Simple Church. Maybe you're listening to this at the boardwalk a couple of years from now and you're going back and <laughs> laughing and smiling. Yeah, that'd be funny. That we got there, but thank you for giving. Thanks to the people who already give. Yes. that made Simple Church happen. We could not do it without you. And if you've not taken that step, this is the time to jump in. This is the time to partner to make it happen. Again, click those show notes. Our email is in there. You can email us if you have questions. We'd love to meet with you, talk with you, whatever we can do to help to answer those questions and be excited to see what happens here at the boardwalk. So thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe so you get the new episode when it comes out each week. And we want you to be a part of the Simple Church going forward by listening to this podcast. Check us out on YouTube. 